drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Episode 9, Chapter 22, Silent Night, Deadly Night. After snooping around for Christmas gifts, Veronica uncovers a major secret Hiram has been keeping her from. What an undersell. That's such a lie. And here's the thing. We don't even know what the fucking secret is. I mean, we learn about one, but like the big deal shit, we don't even hear about. Well, we can guess. It's all bullshit. Well, on that note, I guess we'll recap the recap. Yes, that is what you should be doing. Don't mess up. Fred got shot. So did Moose. Sugar Man is dead. Family for murdered in Fox Forest. Fencing got justice. Penny Peabody's wrecking the Jones family. Varchie and Bughead broke up. And are Betty and Archie finally together? Duh, duh, duh. Too many things are happening. No. Spoiler alert. It is Christmas time. And there is a tree lot in the parking lot at Pops. A Lord of Misrule. What? I don't is know. Is that what he said? Yes. He was um, very non-Jughead today. He's he's a very different Jughead this episode. He seems to be a satisfied Jughead. Mm, I wouldn't call it that. Maybe he's Jack's head. Oh, God. It's not going away. I know it's not going away, but I really hate that term. <laughs> like, it's just Jack's head. No, no, that's just weird and sounds bad. I don't I, like it. We need to come up with a better sense of anarchy. It works really Alarm. well, though. He's a son of a serpent. Son of a serpent. <laughs> sons of anarchy. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure that out later. Uh, Jackhead's typing, and Fred and Archie bring a tree inside to Pops. Um, and then Jughead and Archie are talking, and Jughead asks Archie, you know, are you guys going to be here for Christmas break? And <laughs> Archie says, oh, we were going to go see my mom, but uh, she b- booked a singles cruise. So. Yeah, and they both kind of laugh at that because that does sound pretty funny. Like, no offense to people who go on singles cruises. I'm sure they're fun, but it just sounds funny. Could it possibly be in quotations? She, quote, booked a singles cruise, unquote. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those things that just makes you go, huh? Just like when I say, I, you know, I'm going to go on a knitting cruise. Huh? It could just be, I think it might just be one of those, I'm going to give a convenient excuse so I don't have to see your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jughead asks about Veronica, and Archie's like, well, we've we've been better. And Jughead says, if it's any consolation, Betty and I have been better too. Uh, Archie gets up to leave, says, I'll see you at, secret, at Kev's Secret Santa. And Jughead looks like, yeah, because that sounds like a great idea. No, Jughead loves the parties. Some great Xmas music going on here throughout the entire episode, I might add. It's very good. I wish we could have gotten more of the Josie and Kevin that we hear towards the end. Yeah. Well, I think, just, we, just, we, I think uh, we keep hearing it under the whole episode. A little bit. We hear that tune. But um, if that is Casey Cott's voice, he has a really nice one. And we know that um, Ashley Murphy has a good one, too. I mean, she has to. Well, yeah, How do you play Josie not. without being able to sing you pretty well? You can't all right, we cut to Betty. She's sleeping in her bed. She is woken up uh, very abruptly by Polly, who says, Come here. He's here. Come on. He's waiting for us. We go downstairs, and Hal, Alice, and Polly are opening presents. Merry Christmas. <gasps> Look oh, who's here. They're way too happy. And then there's Santa. And Betty and looks goes, and goes, Santa? And she And Santa turns around. And it's the Black Hood dressed up like Santa. And he has killed the family. Yeah, they're all dead in the chair. Oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. There, if you go back and screenshot it, they're all dead. And then he slowly starts crawling over the couch to get to Betty. And <gasps> it's a dream. Big fucking shock. It's a dream. And Betty looks out her window and it's snowing outside. It's a fucked up dream, though. Yeah, it's not a good dream. This is real bad. Like, even from the trailer from last week, this is a dream. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut to uh, the Blossom household, and Cheryl's come down, and she says, where's Jason's stocking? 
And Penelope says, like, you know, we couldn't find it. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to put in it. And then Cheryl picks up half a candy cane. Like one of those tiny ones. She goes, uh, what is this? And Penelope looks at her very, uh, and very bluntly says, it's going to be a hard candy Christmas, Cheryl. It's time to face facts. We have no money. We cut to the Andrews household and Fred's going through the mail. And Fred is a little exasperated and Archie's like, what is it? Is it another letter from the Black Hood? Fred goes, no, it's my bill from the hospital. Archie's like, what? How much do you owe? Fred's like, $86,000. And Archie starts go going like, well, what about your insurance? And Fred cuts him off and goes, oh, they, they probably made a mistake. I'm going to bet you right now Fred doesn't have insurance. That would make sense. Self-employed. Owns a construction mm-hmm. company. Probably can't find good insurance. Because we have that problem in this country. $86,000. Gunshot wound. Almost sounds pretty cheap. Yeah, it does sound cheap. It is Riverdale Hospital, though. It's a small rural town. They live in a bubble. Also, I love the stupid of Archie. Is it a letter from the Black Hood? When Archie's dumb, it's great. (laughs) What do you think? I think it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's still one of my favorites. It's one of the best moments. Cut to Veronica and Betty. Veronica has laid out all of the presents she has bought on her table. And Betty looks at her and goes, "Uh, Kevin's secret Santa had a strict $20 limit. And Veronica is like, whatever. This isn't just for uh, secret Santa. And she goes through the list of what she's bought. An Hermes scarf for her mom. uh, A leather passport cover for her dad since he can travel now. Uh, some nice special... gifts. No, nice those gift. are nice gifts. I'm not, you know, she's got the money. That's very nice to do for your parents. Yes, uh, something for her best girl. So that's for Betty. She goes, and then a bobble for Archie. And she goes, it was. Uh... And Betty says, oh, because y'all are getting back together. And Veronica says, well, it was purchased pre breakup, and we're still friends. Didn't you hear? And Betty kind of pointedly looks at her and goes oh yeah isn't everyone isn't everyone mm-hmm. yeah because you know well buddy's doing the same thing with jughead like yeah i guess we're supposed to be friends yeah she and she and v get a nice little knowing glance on that one uh we cut to jughead at the trailer with fp fp's kind of running around the trailer and jughead wants to talk to him about this penny problem FP's blowing him off. This is my problem now. I'm handling it. Peabody's my concern. And he's just like, okay, if you want to turn um, the serpents into drug runners. Boy. Boy. And then Tallboy shows up with these really big bags. And uh, Jughead goes, what's in the bags, Tallboy? Mind your business and get to school. So he goes. (laughs) FP's being a dad. A little bit. A little bit. We're at the doghouse. Hey. It's Secret Santa. Uh, Veronica opens up a present and it is a couple's massage from Josie. We get some awkward glances between, uh, her and Archie. <laughs> and Josie. She goes, uh, go with Betty or your mom. And then Reggie times is like, I can go with your mom. Then he winks at her. Gross. It's hilarious. He wants to do Veronica. He wants to do everybody. Because he's never done it with anybody. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still saying that hard. <laughs> when... Uh, it was a couple episodes ago where we met Reggie's mom in the Reddit. Someone said, oh, it's Reggie's mom. And someone was going back and forth. And I said, yeah, I think that Reggie's a virgin. And someone responded, yeah, it looks like we found Reggie's mom. <laughs> I mean, that one made me laugh pretty hard. Reginald, do you have a drug dealer? <laughs> uh, Betty, uh, it's her turn. She goes, well, I, gu- I think I can guess who my secret Santa is based on the wrapping. And she's making cute faces at Archie. And then we see Jughead and Veronica looking at them having this very concerned face. Jughead's concerned. Veronica's like oh. a little more just forlorn. Like, eh. No, it's it, in, the, in the next bit, it gets worse. Um, Betty opens her gift and it's the Swiss family Robinson. She goes, oh, my goodness. And Archie explains... Uh, we were cleaning out the garage, and I found it the other day. And that is when, uh, no, the Betty says, you know, we used, this is a, you know, a read-along book, and we used to listen to it all the time when we were five. And that is when Veronica gets, I'm never going to be able to compete with their history and connection. Nope. 
And she is very not happy with with that. Also seems like a real nice reference for a bunch of adventurous kids. Uh, yeah, Swiss oh, yes. Family Robinson. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, Never read it or saw the movie. And, and also you see, you know, when Archie sees Betty so happy, he is so happy. And he, you can, I mean, again, you can tell how much he loves her. Uh, and he's starting to figure out that it's more than just, that's my best friend. Uh, and then Moose and Mint show up. Hey! And they say hi. Um, Moose is walking with the cane. Um, and then we cut to Betty and Archie in the hall. And Betty's like, Archie, why are you rushing off? And Archie explains that, you know, when he sees Moose, he sees a black hood. He doesn't want to be that guy, but that's what it is. And Betty responds with, you know, I, I completely agree. I'm having anxiety nightmares and I'm paranoid. And all I see, dot, dot, dot. We see a janitor behind her, but it's not Svensson. So she goes up to him, who are you? You what? mean my name? Where's Svensson? Like, oh. He's, he's been out a few days. Me. They called me in. And then Betty. <laughs> Archie tells Betty about, hey, we interrogated him. We found out who he was. What if we let the Black Hood write to him? What if we got him killed? And they rush off. And we see other janitor guy looks over at them as he's walking away. And he kind of has that, what the fuck is wrong with these kids look? No, he... No, it looks more like... I I think it was played to be... uh, Oh, he's in on it, and he's the killer. Like I, it was played that way, but I feel like it's more like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids? I'm just mopping the goddamn floor. That janitor is coming back into style. Oh yes, he is. I, he is because they're gonna think he's a. I, what, it's fine. no, no, no. I'll get there. No, no, I have a theory. It's not funny, so I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory that he's involved, but he's not the only one. Well, we know he's not the only. Oh, whatever. We'll get to it. <laughs> Mr. Svensson's been out all week with a cold. Okay, well, we forgot our Riverdale. Oh, well. Okay. And we have gone to the front office, and Betty and Archie are talking to Doris, is what the captions say. Yeah, she says, he, Mr. Svensson has been out all week with a cold. I dropped off some chicken soup for him. And they ask, do you actually see him? No, I left it at his door. But if being honest, he often gets this way at the holidays. A little depressed. No family. She's in on it. Everybody's in on it. <laughs> throw my koosh ball at you and then you grabbed it back i did very well <laughs> it's my fidget toy i can't use a fidget spinner because you'll hear it and right now you just heard the koosh ball <laughs> we are in a silly mood today i'm sorry and we have not been drinking that's for next week <laughs> All right, we cut to the blue and gold office, and Jughead is waiting there for Betty. Do these children have classes? No. (laughs) But they are very smart. There's just geniuses here in Riverdale. A little bit. Uh, Jughead's like, I, you know, I I came to bring you a present. And Betty's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And Jughead says, you know, I'm sorry for how it all went down. Me and my dad are in a precarious place. And I, I didn't want you involved. It's... Betty says, it's not your decision to make. It's my choice, what I risk, and for whom. It's not just your choice, Betty. No, it is her choice. What she decides to do, and if she's going to risk herself, it's her choice. It's also his choice to be like, I'm done, and I'm not going to draw you in while I'm a serpent. Oh, it is. But it's also her choice to um, continue to go to the White Worm and do all, like, it's her choice, too. It's a dumb choice. Yeah, it is. She's stupid. But, you know, that's a different problem. (laughs) Uh, And Jughead's like, all right, I guess you should be on my way. And Betty's like, hold on. I got you something, too. And she goes and she grabs him this really big box. She hands it to Jug. And she looks really sad. But Jughead just kind of looks at this big box and just kind of, like, smiles at it with this funny smirk. And it's just one of those, like, of course. Of course you got me this huge big box. Because you're (laughs) Betty. Um and Betty's just kind of sad. Uh, class ends, and we see uh, Veronica asks Archie to wait. See, they were in class. They were in class. Oh. For like two seconds. For once. And Veronica gives Archie his present. Archie's like, oh, I didn't I didn't know we were. Veronica cuts him off and is like, no, it's, it's fine. I and got it before 
anything anything happened. happened and it's a watch and on the back it's engraved mad about my archiekins xov barf this whole scene is barf because barf. all that comes next is well as you know bob yeah basically uh veronica says i i don't want things to be weird and and did i, did I oh did i make it worse and Archie's like, yeah, there's just a lot of bad stuff going on. And he tells her about the bills and how they're selling Christmas trees just to have a little extra cash to keep their heads above water. And she grabs his hand. She's like, I just I want to hug you. And then he takes his hand and walks away. That That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No. No. Again, this this is one of those moments where she, it's all about material stuff and it's just her. It's all about her. Yes. We know why she's that way. It's more, it's deeper than that. It's not just about the material things. This is how she understands expressing affection for people. No, I understand that. The, I think what she's figuring out is it's never going to go deeper. It's just not. Well, it's it's, he... and we can we can always be friends, but there's no way that we're well, gonna so have this super deep connection. He's she heard him, she heard him, and he's not ready to play nice. That too. <sighs> Time for a serpent tradition. It's a white worm, and they're doing toys for tots and meals on wheels for old folks and young kids. Jack uh, is like, great, I'm all in for charitable works. Just tell me what you need to do. And FB comes in and is like, Where Why aren't you, you in school? school? It's a half day before the break. Well, then you can hold down the fort here, Jughead. Oh, I, I thought I would come with. Nice tray. The answer's no. And then Talbot goes, Well, we could use a few extra hands. Jughead says, See? And FP looks around and says, Sweet Pea, you're with us. Mm hmm. So FP is sticking to this, you're done, Jughead thing. He doesn't want Jughead anywhere near the serpents. I mean, he's he's willing to accept that he's not going to go away lightly. But he's like, all right, I'm going to put you on, you know, toy duty with the girls, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's, misogyny dies hard. I mean, that's what Tony said last week. Well, yeah, but, you know, Tony Topaz is a badass in her own right, so. She's all right. She, we need to give her a little bit more meat. Eventually. Uh, Archie's chopping down some trees. Yeah. I mean, he's trimming them. Uh, and he gets a call from Betty. And Betty's like, this is bothering me. I think we need to go see Spencer. Okay, Betty. I'll tell my dad. Hold on. <laughs> what Wait. the fuck? <laughs> and then Cheryl shows up at the tree lot. She goes, oh, teen Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Which I is... miss the teen. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> and she goes, I need some help. And Archie goes, Vic is here. We'll help you. I, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so Vic, who is a construction worker we have seen before, he is in on Black Hood. Okay. That is my decision. I think the whole town's in on the Black Hood at this point. No, we're not. But he he is playing dangerously close to it, I feel. I don't I, Whatever. He's I think not... Cheryl's in on the Black Hood. No, for a I, reason I will bring up later. She's... She's the um, the copycat Black Hood. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Archie and Betty go to the creepy house. Betty has on earmuffs. There's soup on the porch. The end. <laughs> they knock on the door. Nobody answers. Nobody's home. That's the end of that one. <laughs> Jughead's at home. He op- some he opens the door. It's a parole officer. Well, they have to talk about it for us to understand that it's his parole. It's FP's parole officer. Yes, he introduces himself. I'm Jack Walsh. Your father's father's parole parole officer. officer. Can I come in? (laughs) I don't have a choice. End of that scene. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. So we're at dinner at the Pembroke. And Hermione says, like, I saw Spiffany's bag. It's just the right size for a Glamourget egg. Glamourget egg. Gla- no, I was that. Okay. It's Glamourget. Glamourget. Oh, I must have typed that wrong. Boy, they really went for it. <laughs> and Hiram just says, don't worry, Miha. Uh, Santa has your list, too. And don't go snooping. He hates that. <laughs> Santa can rip up my list for all I care about. Look at us. We're spending all this money like Russian oligarchs. Oh, Hermione, oh. since when are you a communist? Oh, <laughs> man, it hurts my heart so bad. It does, but that one's funny. It's not funny. The it's communist dumb. line is funny. 
The communist line is funny. It's really not. Uh, and Veronica's just like, we, I can't believe we're spending all this money while there are people in this town who are drowning in medical bills. I was thinking, no, no, we can't, we can't do that. No. Uh, Hiram and Hermione are trying to shut that down. And Veronica tries to plead, look, Fred Andrews is selling Christmas trees because that's the type of man, that's the type of father he is. Hiram jumps up and he goes, I will not be talked to like this. I have some work to do in my study. And he runs away. Fred Andrews will just have to tighten his belt. Were they trying to have a conversation about the national discourse in this scene? It was a bit much. I'm just going to tell you, Ripperdale, um, outside of the the uh, rape PSA and, you know, not doing the slut shaming stuff and like talking about those issues because they do affect uh, teenagers so much and it's not talked to about with teenagers is great. Um, this was shitty <laughs> and pathetic. It was really pathetic. It was bad. I'm not a fan. The scene? Yes. Yes. And what I what they're trying to accomplish is also really bad. Well, just... You want to talk about privilege? Let's talk about it. But let's not just well, here's hint a... at it with bad jokes and one-liners. Yeah, no. This, this shouldn't have been peppered with uh, that type of language. You know what? Just let them be rich and separate from the rest of the group, and that'll well, naturally build itself well, into here's, tension. Here's where I feel like it's going to come back. Veronica is super privileged, super rich. Who's her counterpoint to that? Cheryl. But now Cheryl's broke. Yeah. That's going to create a huge problem between the two of them. Yeah. Because Veronica is still spoiled, spoiled rich girl. Cheryl is still spoiled brat, but she's no longer got the money to back it up. Yep. That's going to create a problem. And I think that's a really great way to explore some of that with, you know, with the financial privilege and whatnot. You know, we already have the friend who's pretty broke and that's Jughead. So it'll be interesting to see that with Cheryl to go from having being super rich to super broke. It's kind of hard to do when you're juggling about six different storylines, though, Riverdale. I love you. I'm sorry. We love you so much. Did you just start watching the show? Don't hate us. We love you. But, but... We're on chapter 22, man. This is how we do things. <sighs> At least this season we have commercial breaks to stop. Well, then maybe don't try to shoehorn a social message into it. <laughs> this was not the place for this social message. It should come later when they're dealing with um, Cheryl's, when she really does have to face the financial aspects of her life now. I don't even think that's going to be it. I'll talk about where I think that's going to come into play later. Yeah. Cheryl Marjorie Blossom. <laughs> Cheryl is trimming her tree and her mother comes in and... Uh, Nana Rose is there. She goes, look, Nana Rose uh, loves it. And says, you spoiled, wretched little brat. Uh, how do you think you're going to pay for this? I was thinking you could go to Mr. Lodge for a job. Of course, you'd have to list your skills. Which the really the only one I know is being a terrible mother. Uh, looks like you'll have to figure something out in the new year. <laughs> Cheryl leaves and then Nana Rose says you should have drowned them at birth like a basket of kittens <laughs> I love. and then Penelope does this exasperated look of like what the fuck am I going to do with these people I, I, uh, I, 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 what do I do I empathize with Penelope Blossom uh, in this moment Penelope's a horrible person but that reaction is spot on what the fuck? and is already a meme and it's adorable what's my problem like yeah <laughs> There's some creaking in the in the Cooper kitchen. Betty is at home and feels and feels creeped out. And then Alice is baking. She's being very wifey. Yes, she is decorating gingerbread in case some miracle Polly comes home. Uh, and she goes, "Oh, there was a gift for you on the steps. Your secret Santa. I put it in your room." Secret but, Santa? Secret Santa. But it goes upstairs. She opens the gift, and it's a finger. It was a very. Oh, what the fuck? I, I kind of <laughs> knew that was coming. Whatever's in that is going to be gross. It's probably going to be a body part. You, you did. It's going to be a finger, a toe, or an ear. You did, but it was just like... What? I was kind of hoping it was an ear, but I get why they did the finger. The finger makes perfect sense. The ear's a little creepier, I think. And closed is a finger that belongs to the sinner Joseph Conway. Mm -hmm. Find the truth and reveal it to the town. <laughs> Uh, uh, she's, yeah, she's reading the letter with Archie, uh, and Betty 
gets a, an unknown phone call. And so Betty answers the phone and it's Betty, please. And they know it's supposedly Mr. Spenson. And Black Hood gets on and goes, he's lost a lot of blood. Um, Exhume the past. And find where the primal sin was committed. And then Archie grabs the phone and goes, what do you want, you maniac? Dumb boy. You dumb, dumb boy. Yeah, he's taunting the Black Hood at this point. And the Black Hood hangs up on him. Because of course. And so Betty and Archie are talking back and forth and like, we need to find who adopted him uh, so we can talk to them. And Betty's like, how are we going to do that? And Archie says, oh, well, he before he was adopted, he was at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. And Betty's like, let's go. And Archie says, do you think they'll talk to us? They better. The look on her face. That's their Alice moment. Uh, they better. They better. <laughs> Veronica goes to snooping. Veronica snoops in the study. She finds the Fabergé egg, the Glamourgé egg. <laughs> and she says, Merry Christmas, Mom. And then she finds some paperwork that's the the cover to this folder says Lodge Charitable Trust. And she opens up and it's the deed to Pops. I really feel like her outrage here is a little ridiculous. There's no outrage. Look, when she sits back in that chair, there's no outrage or righteous indignation. She's just like, huh. Well, y'all motherfuckers won't play. Okay, I'll play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more revenge than outrage. Well, if y'all are going to lie to me about this, and I'm going to... It's just... It's so... Fucking child. Oh, we're back at the we're back of the trailer. Uh, and Jughead's sitting in front of two duffel bags. And if he's like, well, did you open them? And no. Jughead says, no, I was going to let you do the honors, but your parole officer, Mr. Walsher, was curious, and he's already heard about the serpents and the narcos. Don't worry. I already took care of him. So, FP opens the bags, and there's presents. Ta-da! Jug is like, what? There's drugs in them? No! Gifts! For you, your mom, a jelly bean. I thought we'd go to Toledo and deliver them in person. You know, Dad, this isn't gonna work. You know, today it's gift boxes, tomorrow it's drugs, next day it's weapons, or whatever else Penny Peabody wants. And FP is completely exasperated. Um, And how long are we gonna do this? And FP yells as long as Penny wants... And what if what if she wants uh, more serpent? Then I'll get her more. You uh, know what? You're right. This isn't gonna work. Maybe you should go live with Fred again or Betty's. Betty. I, I I broke up with Betty. Betty. Well, what do you want me to say? Let me help. We are trapped and we've got no leverage. Get this through your thick skull. <laughs> I'm gonna be dancing monkey for the time being. Give it some rest. Uh, though uh, he says, I'm going to get some rest. I have a long night ahead of me. I mean, FP is laying it out for him. It's like, Jug, you don't understand. There is no other option. I know you want to help me, but you're only going to make it worse, kid. <laughs> yeah. I know he's angry, but that's that's really what this boils down to. Yeah. There's no way you can actually help me. Yeah. This, is, this is another case of... We should have more information about what is actually happening than we currently do. So Veronica has decided to be a businesswoman. She calls the hospital and says she wants to pay off Fred's debt. Um, And they ask who's calling. She goes, Hermione Apollonia Lodge. Yes, I'm his business partner. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm aware of the amount. I'll pay it on a... It's a black access card. Uh, Black American access card. Cut to... It's a meeting time. Stupid kids in a junkyard with the with the trash can fire. Uh, and and Jughead's basically laying it all out for them. He's like, I'm pissed and I don't want to be a ghoulies. And I'm pretty sure that when y'all signed up to be a serpent, it wasn't to be at the beck and call of a drug queen um, pin. I tell Sweet Pea and Sweet Pea's like, look, if you're pissed because your old man chose me over you. Yes. <laughs> now this just this just ends in death or jail. So in the interest of self-preservation, we have to take out Penny. Snake charmers helped some of us. Okay, so what does she ask for in turn? How many favors? She will get every single one of us in uh, in on this. I And it's like, I guarantee you. Are you willing to risk your necks to save my dad's life? And then Tony comes in. What is the first law? No serpent stands alone. Well, there's a little pause there. And then Sweepy says it and goes, I'm in. And they all stand up. We're like, we're in. And then they go stand and gaze into the fire. What the fuck is this shit? It's the outsiders. Oh, yeah, it is. That's all it is. It's very outsiders. 
Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I want more of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Uh, we're gonna get some. We're gonna have to, especially with the with the especially with the one nun glaring aside. Well, the Alice storyline that's gonna pop back up. Ooh. Yeah, because she's good. We gotta go find that long lost brother. Mister Svensson was a troubled youth. There was no saving him. Did he have survivor's guilt? And this creepy nun being like watching the, <laughs> the the sister that we're talking to. By the way, real good dumb Archie moment here. He was a sinner. No, he was a child, a victim. <laughs> uh, and and then the sister started, but I've already told you too much. And Betty lays it on. And she goes, um, when my sister finally escaped this dungeon, she told me all of the corporal punishment. You will help us or I will expose you for what the horrible place this actually is. Uh, and then the sister kind of replays a little bit of the story we already know. Um, that they took, um, there's, they took, the boy Joseph to ID the man and then the town took their took matters in their own hands. They executed him and Joseph may have pointed a finger of accusation at the wrong man. Did Svensson talk about who led him here? Uh, who, who, who did the execution? They came to see him but I don't remember any of their names or what they looked like. Uh, there was one woman when she had very distinctive hair. It was all white with a red streak. Hell yeah, it's Nana Rose. Yeah, Betty instantly goes, it's Nana Rose Blossom. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah. I was well, like, Nana Rose! That was a great way to bring back Nana Rose. Oh, uh, gypsy, gypsy blood and dementia. Just gypsy blood and dementia. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, I really, I mean, should have drowned them. <laughs> so good. It's a horrible line, but you can tell where Cheryl gets it from. We cut to Penny Peabody is packing up some drugs, and then she hears some banging on the door, and it's Jughead. Ho, Mary, ho. Stupid <laughs> fucking line. <laughs> Penny looks at him with his nice crowbar. Well, that's the case I needed to pry the door open. And it's like, oh, well, your dad will be here in a few minutes. I bet he won't be happy to see you. Uh, it really won't matter, because neither of us will be here. And then we see, at this point, Penny has been... Uh, not looking at him so turns around and now we have all the other serpents and they have those weird serpent masks on and she's like what is this supposed to scare me so they all grab her and she yells i would not do this if i were you and they put a hood over her head jughead's got a dark creepy stare going on i am dubbing what is happening to jughead as dark jughead good because that is what is occurring i like this jughead uh, he's a little more um, active instead of passive in what's happening. It's true. Um, and I like that he's being active without Betty. Yes. Which is interesting. It is interesting. Okay. What is coming is also interesting. Oh, you mean creepy as fuck? We were finishing up some last minute shopping. <clears throat> We get to Veronica. She's at home reading on her, her very fancy, ugly couch. And Hiram and uh, Hermione come back. And she goes, oh, were you finishing some shopping? Oh, we were. Until we got a call from the bank. And Veronica goes, oh, so that went through. I decided you would cover Fred's medical expenses. If you could buy pops and lie to my face. Um, it's like, how is it that we can suddenly afford a diner? And Hiram starts going off and saying, you think you want to know, but you don't. You wanted a more active role? We let you have it. And then you go snooping through my stuff. Veronica says, my name is on all those documents. Don't you think I deserve to know what what that means? And Hiram's about to dig in and Hermione steps right in. And she says, oh, you got it. You're right. But you need to realize the days of being daddy's little girl are over. And we have to work in lock. We have to be in lockstep to make this work. Yep. You know, this is not right. You want to you wanna play grown-up games? You got to be grown-up. You can't be a little girl no more. That's fair. It's intriguing. Yeah. Hmm. It's intriguing. Cut to Penny in the Woods. Uh, they've taken the uh, hood off of Penny. She goes, where are we? Greendale, your new home. I don't care where you set up shop. I don't care where you sell drugs, but you're not going to do it in Riverdale, and you're not going to do it with serpents. He's like, you want to do drugs and extort people? We don't care. And she makes the Aliciest of Alice faces. Mm -hmm. She goes, the tongue sticking out? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She goes, serpent law. 
you can't hurt one of your one one of your own. You stupid cocky kid. <laughs> and and uh, Jack Jack had, goes, "Oh, Penny, it's time you learn." He tells the other people, "Grab her," and then he pulls out a knife and he says, "That tattoo." doesn't make you a serpent. Mm. And then he proceeds to cut the tattoo off her arm. Oh, shit, Jughead. Now, they they cut right before that actually starts. Like, right... We don't see anything graphic, but we know that's what he's doing. What the fuck, Jughead? You have gone insane. I want to see it. I know. I wish we would have seen it. I do, too, but, yeah, I understand why they didn't do it. We will, later we will see the aftermath of Penny's arm at some point. I, I guarantee you. Damn it, we better. We, we should because it needs to be a big fucking deal. Ding dong, <sighs> ding dong. Betty and Archie have arrived at Thistlewood. Oh, we need to talk to Grandma uh, Nana Rose. Nana oh, Rose seldom has visitors. She'll be so pleased. <laughs> so Archie and and Betty are trying to talk to Nana Rose. Like, so there was a man who was killed here. Oh dear, here in Riverdale? What is this, a Christmas inquest? You were part of that group. Oh no, no girls allowed. Um, I had to stay at home while they took care of the bad man. They asked where did they hang the bad man, and she goes, they didn't hang him, they gave him a proper burial. They buried him alive. Ask your grandfather, Polly, because Nana Rose, this is remember, Nana Rose always looks at Betty and thinks she's Polly. Well, she says, buried him alive and they ask him where he's buried and then they they get into ask your grandfather and they're like what yeah your grandfather was there i took a picture of them all smiling at the place standing under the devil's hand um oh suddenly i feel quite ill wonder if you might take me to my room cheryl tells betty and archie your ranger games are over nana rose should be the sole matriarch of this family i love her I want her to see much more of her in the coming episodes. I just want to see more gypsy blood. Hell yeah. So Betty and Archie are in the car and Betty's talking about her grandfather and she's like, the pictures. You know, when we when Grandpa Lewis died, we cleaned up all his stuff and we got rid of it, but we kept the pictures. We organized them, but Archie says, where are they? Betty goes, oh, they're at my house. That's great. And she's just rambling and Archie grabs her hand and says... This is the part where we end this. We save Mr. Svensson, but I need you with me. I can't do this alone. Tomorrow it all goes back to how it was, but right now I need you with me. I need Betty Cooper. And they kiss. Archie. And kiss. They kiss. Swoon. It's a it's a good kiss without being overly passionate. And then immediately and then, Betty buries it. Yeah, they separate and it's a smidge awkward and Betty says, we have to hurry and they drive off. And then we see Cheryl has seen all of this. Mm-hmm. So Cheryl knows. Betty and Archie. And she's got some lipstick action going on up there. Eh, I didn't see that. I don't think that happened. Cut to, well, Veronica, now you know. Fake stunned face. Oh, fuck you, writers. This is so bad. Fuck you. We should have gotten a hint. This is where I was really pissed with this episode because there should have been more revealed about all this shit we've been talking about for the whole series except that what the hell are they going to do for the next it should have been a nugget episode it sh- there should have been a nugget of what happened they're not going to tell us till later it's so dumb though yeah th- this is not good um no, no, no. this is what happens when you have six storylines going on and you only have nine episodes before your mid-season break <laughs> yeah and then seriously and, well and then they've got 13 episodes for the rest of the season Ugh. Yeah, it's this was this was poorly. They should have dropped this storyline. They either should have gone all in, or they should have dropped it. Should just bring it up on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Seriously, uh, I'm in, but I have some ground rules. Well, one ground rule. I don't want to do anything illegal. Well, we're not doing anything illegal either. I'm gonna. There are two words you should really get to know, Veronica. Plausible deniability. <laughs> and then Veronica says, uh another thing the charge for fred stays and hiram tries to say no but he's then, a proud man and this is just Hermione says, complicate. we'll smooth it over we're gonna need fred for what comes next and hiram concedes and says okay assuming we can smooth that out do we have a deal veronica says yes daddykins gross but she's got this look on her face like oh god what have i gotten myself into mm-hmm I think they're buying Riverdale. 
they're buying the whole city out from under itself and they're going to massively develop over it. No. What do you think the deal is? Uh, I I can't say in this section of the show. Oh. 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 Uh, I have previously said that there was one plot point that was going to be coming in this season and I believe this is going to be part of what how we get to that plot point well some of you don't like spoilers but uh well, you might we'll, have to we'll stick talk around about it in, our, in our our next time on spoiler section it's time for a celebratory dinner <sighs> we're at the trailer and uh jughead has brought pops home and he goes betty didn't show at your meet did she and if he's like what do you know about that why and Jughead says she's gone I rallied the younger serpents we drove her out of town and I got my pound of flesh in the process I was very persuasive uh Effie's freaking out and Jughead's finally just like we will take care of it um Jughead there's just a lot of back and forth basically Jughead is showing his devotion to the serpents he's just like this life uh, this life that you didn't want me to be a part of, I am proud of this. And you can't take that away from me. Jughead has an identity. And FP is about to cry. Yeah. This is everything he didn't want his son to be involved in. Yeah. And you know what? This is when we should have learned more about the problem, the debt that is owed to Penny. This is when FP should have revealed at least a little nugget, not the whole truth, but a little bit about why he owes Penny Peabody. And this is where I got extra annoyed. Because you didn't tell us anything about what's going on with the Lodges. You didn't tell us anything about what's going on with FP. And I understand they want to leave us with a finale so that we're excited for the next half. But the problem is you've been building this stuff for nine episodes and we've literally, there's only one thing that pays off and it's, it's a cop out at that. Yeah. So I'm pissed. I'm not pissed because Archie and Betty kissed and I said I would be happy if that happened. But, <laughs> but I'm... We're not pissed enough to stop watching the show, guys. We're pissed because we know they can do better. I'm going to have four weeks to stew over this. And, and I'm going to stew. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, there was one photo I remember. Betty and Archie are back at her house in front of the fire on the couch with the Christmas tree. And they're going through photos because there's just one that is burned in my head. It was... And oh, 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 there it is. It was supposed to be Grandpa Lewis and his friends planting trees in Pickens Park. Pickens Park. Yeah. Which is where the kids had to pick up trash uh-huh. after their jingle jangle. Um, and it's this, and we see the photo. It's the same photo that we Svensson saw and she, and they're like, look, they have shovels. You thought it was guns. You swore that it was guns. Turns I out swore it was. It was shovels. You was right. Wrong. I was wrong. It happens. I'm glad we had that on tape. The the devil's hand. There's this like, big giant tree. That's the devil's hand. Betty, that tree is still in the park. We gotta go. And Archie kind of like hesitates. And Betty's like, we'll call Sh- Sheriff Keller on the way. <laughs> like, okay, at least that's smart. And all I can think back to is where it all began. That's fair. That's the line that he told Betty, go back to where it all began. And it wasn't the school where she gave the message. Mm-hmm. Where it all began was... For Joseph Conway. Exactly. Well, that's fair. Betty and Archie run into the forest at night. And find a really fake looking grave. Yeah, there's a handwritten grave marker. Like, here lies Joseph This Conway. is the shittiest production design I've ever seen. A little seen. bit. They start digging. And it should have been a cross. It should have just been a wooden cross in the dirt. Think it should have been nothing. It should have been nothing. Eh. It should have been just a mound of dirt. That it was clearly had just been dug. Uh, okay, so they're, they're digging. They get to the coffin. They open the coffin. It's empty. And the black hood shows up and puts a gun to Betty's head and tells Archie to get in or he's going to shoot her. Archie gets in. Betty closes the lid. Uh, black hood tells her to get out and start shoveling the dirt. So she starts shoveling the dirt. And Archie, we, we cut to him. Inside the coffin. And he's gasping for air. This scene sucks, but she's really good in it. Yeah. Betty says, you know, we know what Spence's sin is. He, he framed the wrong man. 
and that's the town's sin and we can we can tell everybody i i can do that we can do that he doesn't have to die and then we hear sirens and the black hood gets distracted and betty hits him with the shovel hell yeah it's good it's you know it's good uh she gets archie out um out of the coffin and then uh, the black hood has run off and so they start taking after him but not before archie grabs the gun that the black hood dropped on the ground smart now they are running. They are running, 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 running. And, and Archie runs really fast. Well, you know, he's an athlete. He can do that. And the Black Hood, and they are now running onto the, that bridge that we've seen throughout the season. Yes. And the Black Hood is about to climb over the railing to jump, and Archie pulls a gun. And he says, you're not, you're not going to get away with this. You tried to kill my dad. You hurt my friends. You're not escaping. This ends tonight. And we hear a gunshot. And the Black Hood falls. And then we cut to Sheriff Keller. Oh, yeah. That was a great, like, hero-type reveal. Oh, it was great. It was great. I really liked that we were we. It was it was the other episode, but we were able to really put to rest that Sheriff Keller is not 100% inept. No. One, and he does actually have everyone's best interest at heart. And and now we get it. We get to see him be like the real hero sheriff he is. Like this is this is what a sheriff does. Um, uh, Keller, you know, Keller gets him. He goes over to the Black Hood. He tells Archie, "Put the gun down." Um, he checks the Black Hood and he goes, "He's dead." They, they, Betty's like, "Who is he?" He pulls the hood and it's Benson. Bullshit. And, and Archie just gives a look at like, no way. No, this doesn't make sense. Like, like that, like, I don't believe that. And then we cut to uh, the Black Hood's hand with the finger missing. Uh So it was Fenson's finger. And then we see Keller asking Archie, give me the gun. And then Betty and Archie hug. And we cut to Pops. Um, Keller is talking to Fred about what's happened. And how. Oh, and it's how I didn't see how it's how it it's hard because you can't really make it out. Okay. But he's talking to Fred and how. Okay, that makes sense. It really um, doesn't matter because it's the kids at yeah. Pops. Uh, the four of them are together, and Archie's like, "Veronica, you're right. I I just didn't see it in his eyes." And so Archie's kind of just decided, "Well, that, I guess that's him, and I was just wrong." I Archie Archie senses that something's off, but I think Archie's doubting himself more than mm-hmm. he's doubting anything else i think yes. genuinely when he sees that it's svenson he doesn't understand it but yeah he's accepting the fact that yeah. okay whatever this dude did this and so there's a little bit of rumbling back and forth and uh veronica's i just can't believe he cut off his own finger and betty goes the finger of execution by the way love that betty is still got like dirt covered she's all still over covered her. in like you can't really see it on archie, so archie. but on her it's yeah, just it's, very noticeable it's like all over her cuffs and whatnot and jug is like well we know who done it but why maybe targeting sinners would somehow balance the scales it was like well and and then and then the kids say well he was always around he could have seen Archie says he could have seen me and Grundy. He could have seen uh, Moose and Midge buying Jingle Jangle. And, and Junkie goes, this feels like the weird last scene from Psycho. The truth is, actually, I don't have anything. He's except- in a body bag and we are, and that's good enough for tonight. Which is very... I really like that in this episode we've seen Jughead have a transformation. Yeah. And that his usual ramblings or, or waxing poetic, uh-huh. he stopped. It was just like, you know what? He's dead. We're not great. Let's go. Let's move on. I got, I got nothing else to go with. Like I, I, we're gonna. I have a new prediction. He's gonna stop writing. Which is not good. No, he's gonna feel. He's gonna get lost. Well, it's gonna be a problem. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's, sorry, that's gonna be for a whole other thing. But now we're caroling. Yes, and we hear Josie and Kevin seeing. What is the name of that? God rest you, married gentlemen. Okay, yeah. I think, they're right? singing. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if, if that's Kevin Cotsfield's voice, he sounds lovely. And I want more of that. And we just want more of Kevin. I, he did get one really meaty episode. It would have it would be nice to see more of him in the background. We might get more next next part. Uh, yes, I... I it's but, been a dark string of episodes to get to inject some Kevin lightness in there. That I know for a fact he does. Okay, then. Just, I know he gets one good plot point. Yay, cut to, spoilers on the internet. 
Cut to the Blossom episode. Mm-hmm. Or the... Blossom household. Thistlewood. Cheryl's, you know, coming down. She goes, all right, Mommy, Nana Rose, is it time to, to open Christmas presents? And she, she walks in and she sees a Santa hat. And she picks it up. She goes, Santa... And then we see Penelope rise from the couch with a bunch of lipstick smeared you know, all her over her face. Her hair's a little astray, and then she, and then we see Vic from the tree, the tree yard. Ah, uh, that's who I that couldn't is. tell who that was. She's banging the tree guy. Hell yeah, construction worker. That's how she's paying for the tree. Love it. Oh, it's adorable. I love it. I still think. And, and Cheryl's Cheryl's got this oh look on her face. <laughs> oh Cheryl. Uh we cut to Veronica, you know, her family's opening presents and she finds this little one. She goes, Oh, what's this? Hermione says, Oh, that was a gift from Archie. He dropped it off last night. Um then we cut to Jughead and he is opening his gift from Buddy. He goes, I got a typewriter. This is like The typewriter of champions. champions. Nephi says, do you want to swing by and say thank you in person? Which is totally an angle to go see Alice. (laughs) It is. You're right. It is. And Jughead's just like, "Um, I'll I'll probably just call or text her. And FP's kind of like, okay. All right. And he kind of also does that, like, it's going to be all right, son. Like, because he knows they broke up because of the serpents. Yeah, I know. Uh, Betty is in her room. I didn't catch this the first time we wa- we I watched it. Um, Betty has opened a book, and it's um, a first edition of Beloved, Beloved by, by Tony, Tony Morrison, Morrison, and it's from Jughead, and it says "For My Beloved." Aww. Remember, she interned for Tony Morrison. I think here's the thing: it's gonna go sideways, but Bughead's gonna come back around, guys. I don't want it to. Don't. Not it for a while. Be, not for a while. Well, no, no, no. Not this season. I Maybe don't... not next season. But I think it's going to finally wind up there. It could. I don't know. They can make Jughead go total asexual. Could, could which be. Which would be fine. I mean, he does have, in the comics, he's basically married to hamburgers, so. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that there's nothing wrong with that. And then we get this very treacly locket of. Veronica opens her gift from Archie and it's a locket with their pictures in it. Um, Archie, and we cut to Archie, and he's on the phone with his mom, and he's just like, no, I love you, love you too, okay, here's dad. Archie gets a text from Veronica that says, meet me outside. He goes outside, she goes, look, there's mistletoe, now we have to kiss. And they awkwardly kiss. Veronica tells him, you're so good, and I need goodness in my life, and I need you, and so I love you too. It's an Arctic fox, it's a setup. Mm -hmm. And so then Archie, like, really kisses her, because that first kiss was way awkward. And then, Somebody is taking photos of them. It's the lodges. This is all a big play as part of their master plan. Okay, if if the surveillance thing has nothing to do with future Black Hood crap, then absolutely it's the lodges. It's Andre. Yeah. He's skilled in martial arts. <laughs> Andre, who knows? The martial arts. The martial arts. <laughs> my favorite meme. <laughs> God bless you, Mark Consuelos. Uh, uh, we cut to Betty taking, uh, she's looking at her bed, she grabs a box. And Jughead and she, chimes in. And so, another mystery wrapped up in time for Christmas. Uh, Betty uh, goes and sits by the fire and she opens the box and it's all this Black Hood stuff. And so she starts, you know, it's like the cipher and the headlines and she starts putting it in the fire. And then she gets to the hood Betty had stared into the blackest of voids. And she puts the hood in the fire. And uh, the voiceover says a place where Joseph Conway's soul had once existed. Possibly um, existed. Possibly existed. Um, she had seen a dark reflection. And at this point, she pulls the black hood out of the fire and kind of fingers it. And the voiceover resumes a truth that whispered to her, this isn't over. Riverdale. Okay, now that was a perfect note to end the episode on. That that was a nice little bow, and it lets you know you're probably thinking the Black Hood's over, but Betty's not. Uh huh. And it's not. I am one hundred percent fine with that. Yes, I like that. I we've said previously that we think the Black Hood is multiple people. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. Okay, now I don't believe that Farmer McGinty, um, Candyman from the other episode is actually in on it, but he knows who all those people are. And he's, I want to say he's going to come back to help 
point to who all those people are. Yeah, well, McGinty seems to have no love for the killer anyway. True. He does not seem to be interested in this because he, he saw what happened with the Reaper. Yes. In fact, if anything, he's looking for justice on the Black Hood, mm-hmm. just like there was on the Reaper. Maybe. This is a guy who who was willing to kill a man but I, I for nothing. I think that was a great way to also say that, okay, we haven't seen Dark Betty so far this season, but she's coming back. Black Hood, the actual Black, Black Hood is going to push her to that. Yes, we're going to see why dark betty on the other hand the rest of this episode man it was kind of a fun episode as i watched it and then we started talking about it. i was like man this was shitty it's because there was no payoff yeah i mean we we went through all of this uh this all this conflict and we don't we don't get any information we, and, and the two pieces of information we need that I did not need to be fully fleshed out, but we needed to start to understand like how much bigger it could be is we needed to know more about what's going on with the lodges and we needed to know what's happening between um, Penny and FP. And guess what? We got none of that shit. In fact, they just sort of rolled over the lodges. Pretty much. And now you know, Veronica. Yeah, that was really cheap. I'm not, I'm not happy with that. They got 13 episodes to fix it. True. Which, and. Which, you know, um, when, when they come back in January, they're going to have 13 episodes and that's what they had for season one. And they started in January and they went straight through. So I have a feeling like I was thinking about earlier today. Okay, maybe if they, we just think of this is a bridge. This nine episodes is a bridge from season one into season two. And the real season two is those, the, the episodes we're going to get in January on. So we call these nine episodes like season 1.5. Boy, I hope so. It would be interesting. It's, I think in terms of flow, that might be the best way to think about it. Now, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll probably revise my stance once we get to the end of actual season two. But You know what might help us with that? Mm-hmm. Watching the preview, because it's already out. It is out. Okay, so before we, we get into our spoiler preview section, this is our last episode. This is the last new episode of the season. So next week, we're going to do what we did at the end of season one. We're going to get our lady juice and our jingle jangle. We've got a couple tins we've hidden in our in our, our pantry. And we're going to go through what our favorite things were for the season, what things we really didn't like. And we're going to revisit all the predictions I made for season two and think about how funny some of them are. How wrong <laughs> some of them were. Because there are some that are pretty wrong. And then we're going to make some new predictions. Uh, and we're going to do all that next week. So there's still one new episode of this for us before Riverdale returns on January 17th. But we got some other things to talk about before we get there. Mm-hmm. So let's go watch that preview and then we'll talk about it. Right. So if you don't want to hear any of that stuff. If you want to be spoiler free for the next month, which I don't know how you're going to do that. It's probably not going to happen for you. But, you know, if you want to try, turn it off, rate and review us on iTunes. Show us the love. And for those of you who do want to hear us ramble on about what could be happening, we'll see you after the music. All right, well, that trailer's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, in the new season, where uh, Southside High School is going to close... So all those kids are coming to Riverdale High. We're going to have some turf problems. And Alice wants to go find her son. And we actually see the first shot of um, the character. Oh, damn. I can't remember the character's name now. Chick Cooper. We keep saying Chick Cooper, but we don't know if that's his actual last name. Chick Cooper. Chick Cooper. Anything else that you get from that? Okay. So the Southside High closing was the major plot point that I knew was happening. Okay. Um, It's in the comic books. And... R.A.S. really doesn't give a shit about spoiling everything for his viewers. If you follow him at all on Twitter, Instagram, uh, he he revealed the picture that is used in that comic book edition is is the front of the script. So we knew this was coming. Okay. Uh, Which is great. It's one, it's perfect for conflict. What 
I think is happening is I think the lodges are behind that and they're going to buy up all of the south side. Oh, that's right. Because we know they're doing the diner, but I think the school closing is a result of them and they're going to go bulldoze the school and use all that land to redevelop. They're trying to develop all of the south side and make Riverdale into one giant... Conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I think is happening. And take over pups and take over Mm. everything else in the process. Um, so there's going to be some turf war. Uh, Jughead is, uh, based on the preview, Jughead is clinging to his serpent identity. Um, there's a couple spoilery photos I've seen that have to do with that. Okay. I'll leave those to the wrap-up cast. By the way, Chick Cooper looks a whole heck of a lot like somebody. He's very blonde, and I think I I can guarantee to you they want us to think he's FPs. And that is not a... a an out there theory. One of the things that I started thinking the other day was that Alice officially doesn't know who the father is. Yeah. I think that's the most plausible thing. And and if that's the case, I don't care who the father is. What I care about is knowing what happened between her and FP. Yeah. That's what I care about. I don't care about the other shit. <sighs> um, so yeah, some shit's going to go down. I guess. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, we've we've got a month. The show doesn't come back till January 17th. So that means we will have our first new episode covering new stuff on January 19th. And Betty's making googly eyes, but they're not telling us at who. Mm-hmm. It's probably Archie. Probably is. Because I don't care what the fuck anyone in the fandom is saying. Barchie's happening. If they're going to play with the love triangle. You can't not. They can do it in a new fun way. And it's it's happening. And you know what? So far, it's fun. Because now we have this conflict of, are Archie and Veronica actually going to be together? And if so, are they going to talk about the fact that Betty and Archie kissed? Or is that going to be the secret? Or is it going to become this thing where Archie is cheating on Veronica with Betty? I mean, it, it's going to be a whole thing. Again, I just don't understand how anybody could think that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless you literally had never read these comic books. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the new comics. I'm talking about no, literally just, the just, old Archie Digest. The, one of the most classic, iconic images of the Archie comics is Archie with Betty and Veronica. And all three of them are sharing a milkshake. There's that. There's it's, also... It's that image. There's also Archie being pulled by either side by mm-hmm. Betty and Veronica because that was the classic tension. Which okay. girl was he gonna fall for? The comic book lover in me really hopes that they have a moment where each of them is pulling one of his arms just for the visual. It's probably gonna happen. It should. It should. That would be funny. Um. Uh, but no, I'm fine with that. Um. I, it's a classic trope of any teenagers for there to be some triangle conflict and that's fine just do it in a different way can i throw this out there mm-hmm. i don't think the black hood's gonna come back till season three uh no they will we're going to leave the black hood for a little while because we're gonna have to deal with the south side issue and that tension and that's going to be rumbling underneath in very small ways that people may not be realizing but it makes sense to me i i think he's not going to reemerge until very late in the season and i don't think so... we're going to find out who it actually is until the next season i think that that's because I, from what from where they're going, it's like God, I hope we're setting we're putting this on pause and going in a separate direction for the moment. I, I here's the here's the only I thing I haven't that, had enough time to to think on it. The only thing that'll make that okay mm-hmm. is if this storyline plays out really awesome. It's if we have a storyline unfold that's really really awesome and cool. Uh oh. A TV genius movement is, is is brewing literally before my okay. eyes, everyone. Okay. I just had a thought. Uh-huh. What if Farmer McGinty, he's not one of those guys, but he, but Principal Weatherby is. What? And McGinty could be like his brother or a cousin. He, they're related. Oh. Holy fuck, I'm awesome. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm impressed by myself. Okay. It's an out there theory. That could be interesting. Here's what we should do on that. We've got a podcast coming up of new interesting theories mm-hmm. and also all of our favorite moments. So you know what? Mm-hmm. You should I'm think good. about I'm, that. I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to write them all out like I did last time. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get my list from before and, and see, figure out what I want to keep, what I still think is happening. Uh, and yeah. And then you're going to do a little prayer right with the lady juice to see if it brings you more inspiration. There you go. Yes, we will have lady juice and jingle jangle and funny lists. And well, I mean, which this can be fun. And so we'll have that next week like normal and then when Riverdale's off the air we'll just have extra My Little Pony episodes going up yeah something like that hmm see now my brain I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep now whoa oh <sighs> until next time guys hashtag go bulldogs woohoo Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. I rallied the younger serpents, and I got my pound of... Uh, we drove her out of town, and I got my plound... The plound. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> On the fifth. <laughs> I was very persuasive. We'll take care of it. In the end of the episode. Okay.